And we're here. Hello, it's us. It's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Welcome, welcome. And now, our opening theme song. Well, Celine Dion has a 31-piece orchestra in her new show, and you know what we have? Don't need it. Take that, Celine. You long-faced French motherfucker. Improv comic. Yeah. Oh, she is... You know, I don't know how to say yes and in French. But she's the queen of it. Any sort of um, riff, she'll go with it and she, try to make it oh, funnier. Yeah. I no, love no, no. her about She's that. all about – I'm telling you, in her New Vegas show, she's literally going to walk into the audience and be like, give me a location and an occupation and – Laundromat. <laughs> oh, yeah. not that one again. Okay. It's Laundromat Celine. Like, I, she's for sure – yeah, she's – what, but the funniest she was just thing, on Oprah. We just watched her. Yeah, yeah. She's on today's Oprah. It was Celine and her Miracle Babies. They're not regular babies, Dennis. They're Miracle they're Babies. They're Miracle Babies. And, and uh, the one baby, well, they're both, I guess, the same age since they were born the same day. But they're like three months old. And uh, one of them waved to the camera. And Oprah was enchanted by it. We yeah, because it's a fucking miracle. Kids. That's a miracle, I Dennis. Know, they're yeah. Miracle Babies. They it can wave. Miracle things. It can wave at three months. Can you imagine anything as miraculous as that? But I love Celine, and I want to see that show. I do want to see that show, and I'm glad there's none of that Cirque du Soleil shit in it. And I love Cirque du Soleil, but I fucking hated that last Celine show. I hated it. But she's going to do um, Michael Jackson Which stuff. I hate. I hate that in advance. <clears throat> I'm preemptively hating the Michael Jackson What would section. your ideal Celine show consist Just of? Just a concert with really good dancers. Yeah. Like, Love Can Move Mountains. I want all her fucking hits. Yeah. And, you know, and River Deep, Mountain High. And actually, you know, my dream Vegas Celine concert would be that every night she maybe brought out some other performer that was also in town in Vegas and they did like a thing. Maybe they just did some improv. Danny Gans, perhaps? Yeah, maybe they do funny voices. Yes. Um, or no, but I mean, like, you know, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Or just like, like Cher, Cher used to do in yeah. the drag. Only or like she'd bring out the drag version. Cher flies in. Just Cher flies yeah. in and says, "Let's we'll do never. I'll be there Friday and Saturday." Yeah. Speaking like, of Cher, I ordered anything. the DVD of that concert that I always loved with the giant shoe. Oh, okay. And I received that DVD. You have it? Yes, but I lent it already. But wait, um, did you watch it? I did watch it. I watched it over at Doug and John's house, and then Dennis. I lent it to Scott. I know. I gotta. Why I don't know. you just look right at me and say "fuck you"? <laughs> Why don't you do that right now? I can't believe you ordered the share, and then you go over to Doug. Doug and John didn't well, go to Vegas. We, no, they didn't. It's they true. weren't even in the share boutique. But I did. We we Cher's went over garage there. sale markdown spectacular. Make me an offer. I, I we the main reason was Tony Cusimano, who I hadn't seen in a long time. It was our TV. We're gonna hang out for TV night and. You know so, what? I was going to have just a regular Diet uh, 7 up Now are you going to have alcohol? No, I'm glad I poured some white wine in it. I'm having a spritzer. Because that's the kind of faggot well, I am. Well, here's the thing. The shared DVD that I got off of, it's not <sighs> sure, eBay, it's some in. other thing, mm-hmm. was homemade. Yeah. And there were two concerts on there. One was in Monte Carlo, and yeah. one was the celebration at Caesars. Mm-hmm. And they were within a few years of each other. And the Monte Carlo one was not as good as the Caesars one, but you will see it shortly. You will oh, have yeah, it. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I'll believe it when I see it. I, you know, I got a better chance of hanging out with Celine's Miracle Babies. Well, than ever seeing that. <laughs> you'll Cher see concert. it for sure because I, I will make the Honey sure Badger. Don't give a shit, but I'm pissed. <laughs> now, isn't that funny that we both? Uh, well, I went to Las Vegas this weekend, but I discovered the Honey Badger. YouTube video through my friend Danny, yeah. and you are obsessed Tom with it Ford, as well. Tom Ford is so good at sending. Well, he just he sends a ton of stuff, and most of it I hate. But this one was a home fucking run, and it was so it's so funny that I don't care. He can send me a hundred 
Star Wars puppet videos. Yeah. The, and I'll that's fine by me. It's He's so goodwill. worth it for one fucking honey badger a year. Now that if honey you badger video, it, it's like a nature film where a honey badger is. It's behaving. an actual National Geographic. Yeah, it's like a honey badger. First of all, I'd never heard of a. Honey no badger one has before. heard of a honey badger. And, and this gay guy does the voiceover, and he's kind of this New Yorky gay. And, and he, I don't even think he's trying to be that affected. He's no, just, I think that's kind of his real. I imagine yeah, that's kind of his how that's he kind is. Of who he is. And he does the narration. And he's really kind of over it, and he's like, "This honey badger can run faster than shit. <laughs> look how fast that fucking ha- look how fast that honey badger runs, and he'll eat anything. Like, ooh, ooh, is he eating a mouse? That's disgusting." And he's but just honey kinda, badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. He just he's really really judgmental about yeah. nature, which is just genius. And then the honey badger is trying to eat um, bee larvae, and he's like, "He must be getting stung by like a thousand of those bees." And honey badger don't give a shit. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh that honey badger don't give a shit. Yeah. And so, so if you Google, yeah, probably honey badger. I'm it'll sure that's come the up. only thing that's going to be. You although too. now there's probably response videos. Yeah. But whatever. But um, I guarantee it's a viral video sensation. I guarantee. To you, that guy hasn't made a dime and never will. Hooray! Yeah, so that's the state of things. Uh, lots to discuss. We, yeah. um, you went away to Phoenix this last weekend, and I went to Las Venus, Las okay. Vegas. Uh, it was my niece's sixth birthday, and everybody was drunk. You go. <laughs> You're all caught up. That's literally the whole story. Really? What? No, not. I mean, it was great. We had a petting yeah. zoo, which was like a baby cow and a and baby goats and baby pigs and some baby rabbits. So they, do they bring them to your they house? They just brought in a trailer to the house, and that was really cute. Of course, yeah. you know, it smells, whatever. It smells like animal shit. shit. But you know, honey badger don't care. And um, and then the reason it was awesome was my niece turned six, and she had her kindergarten class was there. So a bunch of six year olds. So there's about a dozen six year olds, and um, one of the girls got peed on by the baby cow, and oh, the shit. kids couldn't get over it. How and neat it was, or they, they were would not stop talking about how um, I think it was Ellen or Elia or something. Elia got peed on. Elia got peed on by a cow. Elia has got cow pee on her, and they wouldn't stop. And the parents were like, "Oh, that's okay. Just stop talking about it." And I was like. No, because if I was at a party and somebody got peed on, which let's be honest, I could sure happen you've been to one. And yes, I've for sure been at a party. Yes, where someone got peed at and I didn't know. But if I did know, I wouldn't be talking about anything else either. Yeah, I would be. Good. I wouldn't let it go. So they're my people. But so then, it wasn't. It wasn't a problem that she got peed on. No, it, it made the party ruin, awesome. Okay, it, it made the party awesome. Party. I was and worried about lawsuits. It now usurped the girl in her class who had a birthday party. I think actually just the previous Saturday. Um, and she fell down and busted her lip open and bled at her birthday party, um, and lost her front tooth, which wasn't oh, even fuck. loose yet. So that was like the best birthday party anyone yes. had ever had until Matea's where Elia got peed on by a cow. Petting and now it's fest. like, now it's like what girl that lost a tooth? Yeah. The birthday girl losing a tooth. That's, oh, no. that's so a week ago. Yeah. So that's good. So- but then like my stepfather. It, there's such, he's such a raging alcoholic that he didn't come to his own six-year-old uh, granddaughter's birthday party. Instead, he went to fucking beer fest. Holy shit. With some asshole, like, distant friend of the family. Like, he and his buddies went to fucking beer fest, which, P.S., they got thrown out of 
I don't even want to. You don't even want to know what you have to do to get thrown out of fucking beer fest. Oh my god! And then he blacked out and didn't couldn't even make it to dinner that night because he was in a drunken blackout. And I was like, wow, really, grand grandpa can't even fucking be it. Like so that I just think is uncool. But you know, whatever. We all make our choices. Wow. Um. So yeah, that's that's not even a funny story. It's just a complaint. I. I it should be. That's. <laughs> That's right. But my mom was wearing her necklace that she got from Joan Rivers. Oh, that's cool. And showing, it already and, arrived. Oh, yeah. Because when Joan it, says mail something out, that fucking shit is out. It's already been mailed. It's yeah. been mailed. And there was a handwritten note from Joan. I like her handwriting. That, that my mom was showing everyone that would look. What did it say? And, and just um, happy 60th birthday and this is when life really begins or something. I mean, there's something sort of inspirational and Love nice. It. and um. Which was a miracle that you know that you and I didn't write it. I know. So good for you, Joan. Maybe yeah. it could have been Michael Prescott. Maybe she had Michael <laughs> punch it up. But anyway, somebody wrote a really nice card, and um, and no, it was so cool. It was great, and so yeah. So there's that. That's and then really Sunday, sweet. I got to have Matea to myself for the day. Yes. Um, because my sister was going to this gay support for gay people fundraiser. And I was like, you know what? I do enough gay shit back yeah. in California. I'm not doing it yeah. when I come home. And to did Phoenix. somebody get pissed on? Uh, probably. I hope <laughs> I would love it. If that same six year old girl got peed on again, Sunday at the gay fundraiser by a um, guy named uh, Hank Mitch. with a tattoo on his back that says sex pig. Damn right. Yeah. Sex pig. I'm shy. And yeah. so, um, <laughs> he, and then, um, in an arrow. So Matea wanted to go to the Justin Bieber movie, twist my arm. And, uh, so we did that, uh, in 3d. And the funny thing is, is none of us are allowed to talk about Matea likes Justin Bieber. Because she also likes Adam in her kindergarten class. Yeah. And she doesn't want Adam to know. That she also likes That she Diane. also likes Justin Bieber. Because she thinks that'll ruin it. Things with Adam. She's already got the rules. She's the already read the sexual rules. Sexual dynamics are so complicated now yes. that even six-year-olds are, are lying. And like, yeah. I have to protect Adam's... Fe- I don't want to emasculate him. No. I don't want to make him feel threatened by my affection no. for Justin. Because he, let's be honest, he's never going to be able to provide for me the way Justin Bieber no. could. So I don't want... Like, I just love that Adam is six and already feeling inadequate. Yeah. When and she's already protecting him. And, yeah, and then she's throwing parties where people are getting peed on and Adam yeah. wasn't there, so... And also, she needs to keep Adam. She needs to not, you know what? Bird in the hand. Bird in the hand. You think six-year-old cuties grow on fucking trees? You they, know. You know what they do actually. But <laughs> in Phoenix, I'm they do. I'm not supposed to. You know what? I'm not supposed if to mention that as Matea, part of the court order. If, if Matea sends that message that there's another guy, Adam will be all over that chick that got peed on. Oh yeah. He won't even care about the pee. Mm. Honey badger don't care. Honey, Honey badger, badger don't, don't care. give a shit. I bet you don't give a shit. Neither so, does Adam. Um, so um, one to ten scale, uh, how's the Bieber movie? I want to see it. Um, a seven or an eight. All right. I mean, it's fun, and he's way what more talented. What did you talented. learn about him that you didn't know? He got a like a bongo drum when he was like six years old, um, and it's the home video of him Christmas morning unwrapping it, and then he literally just takes it out and goes boom, boom, and he starts playing this like amazing. And you could tell it's musical, and, and it's talented. like he's moving his hands forward and back the way real drum players do, and he'd never like seen people play drums or anything. He just innately knew that and they're all so freaked out it's a really cool video So you get to see the reaction of the mother like what the fuck? yeah and then they get him a pretend miniature drum set and he teaches himself how to play drums in two years and then two years later they get him a real full-on drum set and he's like so he's like an you know can and then he he learned guitar so he can play guitar and sing to it which i think is impressive i mean nice. he's 16 um and he 
Um, you know, he used to sing in front of the local, like the theater where the big Broadway touring shows would come to town or whatever. Right on. He would sing on the steps. He'd busk. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the word. And um, But yeah, he's cute and it's just, you know, it's just whatever. It's a nice and movie. The, and, and the mom is like 15 years younger than me, I think. It's I know. Sad. It's crazy. They, the, they're super Jesus-y, which is annoying, but they clearly downplay it. He keeps his Jesus-y. It. Yeah, yeah, they downplay it. On but... the DL. Anyhow, so yeah, so that was a nice trip to Phoenix, right. but I want to hear about well, before Vegas. The, the, um, there were a few things before then. So um, I mentioned earlier my friend Tony Cusimano. Um, yeah. I hadn't seen him for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, so it was great to catch up with him. We met on Saturday night at Pitfire Grill in North right. Hollywood. And just down the street, Ballroom with a Twist was showing. Mm-hmm. Which was that show put together by Louis Van Amstel. It had a few Dancing with the Stars people in it. It's right here in the El Portal Theater. Yeah. Which is like the TV you, land of theater. Yeah. It's where you go to see Debbie Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to have uh, accidentally peed yourself. <laughs> at like an To get on the main signing. stage. You can get on the, the smaller stage, but you really... You have to. You have to have performed on like an aircraft carrier. <laughs> a lot of USO that. favorites, for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of that. You have to have been on the Match Game. Yeah, in its original airing. And it's not enough to have been on the Love Boat. You had to have been on ten times or more. Oh, for sure. And then they'll yeah. start working their way down. So anyway, you have to have a really embarrassing story about Gopher. Yeah, that's where we saw Charles Nelson Riley, FYI. So, um, so enough said. Show. Enough said. <laughs> God rest his soul. So. We're having dinner. Or I didn't get on the ball with the ballroom with the twist tickets. I didn't do all of that. So we're having dinner at 7. Around 7.50, I go, mm-hmm. listen, Tony. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. There's Hear a me show. out. Let me, <laughs> Let finish. me finish. There's a spangly yeah. show. Honey Badger wants to see Dancing with the Twist. <laughs> Honey Badger's guy. And Tony being the sweet guy that he is. Honey Badger don't care. He don't care. He don't. So um, we, uh, he went with me and I said, depending on how much the tickets are, I'd, right. I'd be happy to treat you if you'd be willing to go with it. Long story short, we bought the last two sick tickets. Were they good seats? They were fine because it's so small. It, yeah. it was high up and it was fine. And so the show consisted of uh, two couples that you know Fagotry, from dancing. with Dennis. Faggotry. <laughs> we all know two, what was in two, the ballroom with a twist show. Exactly. Two couples that you know from Dancing with the Stars. Edita, who you Edita, adore. Slovenskaya, love And her. Anna, the redhead. Stravinska. Who's super hot. And she's married to Faggy Jonathan, Jonathan Roberts. Who seems gay. Who's who got to be homosexual. And narrated and a lot also, of it. And also, he's clearly homosexual and she's foreign. Yeah. So, so maybe, card, you think? I'm maybe. just, you know. And then Alec Magno was the other guy that you recognize. And he's super I, sexy. He is, but not so as hot sexy. in, I don't know what happened. Not as hot in person. But then there was a chorus of, of other dancing ballroom people that filled the certain numbers yeah. out. The, the pros only did like two numbers each. But the difference between them and the chorus was yeah. dramatic. That's good. But um, That's the twist. There was a dude in there, a dancer in there, Tony, that if I could have ordered him and had no. him brought to your tent, I would Well, would've. first of all, stop acting like you can't. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. And his name? I, I also didn't get to see the any... share DVD. So I, know where, really, I really know where I really am I depriving you. now. Jonathan Platero. If anyone knows him, he had Tony written all over him. Yeah. If anyone maybe has been to dim sum or hot pot yeah. with him, it, but let's he might, be honest. He also might be Latino, or um, all right. But he was so he's Hispanian. He's Hispanian somewhere which in which is mix. the best thing a person can be. Yeah. By the way, in my book, and um, there were two singers in the show, um, both American Idol vets, 
David Hernandez, who so we remember him from stripping Stripper in Arizona. Phoenix. Yeah. And a girl named Gina Glockson, I think, yeah, who I don't really remember. Don't care but they both her. sang the shit out of that show. Good. Great singers. And um, so there's that. But I, I, ballroom I, with a twist. I, I tricked Tony. We went and saw Ballroom with a twist. It was that. Tell us about Vegas. All right. I'm so, so excited. I don't know any. I have not heard any of these stories, folks, because, because Dennis and I, got I home yesterday as and you... evidenced by Dennis freezing me out of the share video, Dennis and I only <laughs> we don't actually communicate talk anymore. when there are microphones yeah, present. That's we're true. like Jonah and Melissa. <laughs> Basically. All, no, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. What? No. no. We're nothing like that. All right. All right. So um, Saturday, well, Friday night, let's start with there. Um, me and a few folks go see Barefoot in the Park. At a Jane Fonda retrospective. Because okay. I'm kind of obsessed with her and I'd never seen yeah. that film. And the takeaway was that it was – I liked the script for a Neil Simon. It wasn't super <laughs> sticky. Okay. And there was a woman that played Jane Fonda's mother who was like this amazing character actress that I'd never seen. Mm -hmm. Robert Redford um, was originally cast in the play. And it was one of those rare instances where the theater guy gets to do it on on – film because you think of robert redford you think oh movie star you don't think of him as like oh but you're saying he had done the play, he had done the play. and he also that's did where movie. he came from you think right. you think he's just some gorgeous guy but, that maybe took an acting class and they came and said okay be a movie but that star. wasn't his first movie was it i don't know if it was his first movie yeah but i don't was, i think he was already a star was, when he did the broadway yeah. show right i'm not sure but he was picked for that and i enjoyed it mucho so okay yeah. get, get me to vegas okay we're danny and i my friend danny um Ever since we went a few weeks ago and we met Michael Bertetto mm -hmm. at the Win, and he talked about this gay club that they were having, I was like really tempted to kind of go back for it. We talked about it. And um, and I also wanted to see the shows there that I hadn't seen. And so we made it happen. Michael was very generous, hooked us up a little bit and helped us out. So um, you were going to Phoenix, so you couldn't go. I, well, I'm not going to miss my niece's yeah, of course not. sixth birthday. I mean, no. Unless there was like a beer, beer fest, fest in Vegas. Or a beer bust. Or, yeah. yeah. All but, right, go ahead. Anyways, so um, we drive there. And the drive isn't that bad. It's not as easy as flying, but it, right. it wasn't like horrible. And uh, Danny's so much fun. And we get there and we go to Mona Miga B. Because mm, that used to yeah. be my favorite Vegas, rest, uh, Vegas restaurant. It was all about the French fries. And we used to go there with a certain person named Mrs. Kathy. Right. And Who's about to join the cast of Glee. Is she for one episode? Well, doing one episode, but whatever. It's still well, grumpy. Go ahead. I, anyways. Uh, and that was good and delicious. And then we went and checked into our hotel. And this time, you and I stayed in the wind. The interesting thing is dinner actually cost less for you without Mrs. Kathy being there. Probably. Because you didn't have to pay, pinch in for hers. You didn't have to pay for your own dinner plus. Um, yeah. I, you know we also, was always the deal. But we also didn't get the um, the patio seating, which Mrs. Kathy uh, always seemed to wrangle. Arranged. But it was okay. It was cool. I wonder how she did that. The yeah. french fries are um, still good. Delish. Yeah. Love it. And uh, then we went to check into the hotel, the Encore instead of the Win, mm -hmm. which was uh, Much nicer. Uh, they're both amazingly nice, yeah. but um, even Michael, who works there, prefers the encore. Okay. Um, it's so cool. We had like a little, like seating area. It was like a suite and and a beautiful view. And it, we were like on the 59th floor, so it was like having a penthouse apartment. That's so fantastic, you know. And so we just hung out in the room for a while. And um, the first night we saw Dance with Me, which is the Frank Sinatra musical that was on Broadway. It was called Come Fly with Me, I think, right. on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Twyla Tharp conceived that it's all Frank Sinatra songs 
with his original vocals and a live band playing, and it sounds amazing. And um, I guess this version is cut down to 90 minutes from yeah. the Broadway show. And You're just dancing with him. You're not flying with him. No, no. You're not fucking him, you well. know? So um, it was really spectacular, and it's the thing I love about Twyla Tharp, she also did Moving Out, is she, you feel like those dances couldn't be done on other dancers than the ones that they got, because right. it's so specific to those yes. people, and they inhabit these characters, and they don't look like typical dancer people. Like, there's a guy that's kind of barrel-chested that looks a little like, you know, like a little well, and older. And they're always in regular clothes. Yes. And, and they're, you know, yeah. You know, it's she cast the ones that are always too quirky to, that's cool. you know, whatever. And um, phenomenal dancers. And it's like moving out, which she also did, where they're in the air half the time. Yeah, You're it's flying or lifting. Like, I, I remember on cruise ships, I would be like, I love dancing. I just don't like the lifts with the girls or yeah. really doing any jumps. Yeah. I would have lasted about one fucking second at any audition for, that's all it is. Throwing right? girls around yeah. and being in the air. Lifting and jumping or jumping and lifting at the same time. And there were two standouts that I really loved. Uh, the one of them was named, and we saw her on, uh, I think the Tonys. Her, Kareen. Oh, who cares? Plotted out. She right. she was on the Tonys. Mm -hmm. Black and, girl. Uh, yes, with the big fantastic, huge, sensational. Yeah, unbelievable. And then there was a really cute guy. There we go. Named Charlie Nesheba Hodges. Wait a minute, right? Nesheba. Let me see the picture. Well, I don't know. He's he's white as can be. Oh, he's yeah. this guy, but he's bald in the show. And he plays like the sweet and innocent bus boy, and he's uh -huh. flirty, and he falls in love with this girl. And he also tumbles. Mm -hmm. And his dancing is so per perfect. Like, whenever he does a turn, you just know he's going to land it perfectly. He's almost like a machine in that way. That's fantastic. And yet he's a really charming actor and uh, does some tumbling and stuff like that. And then I was not surprised to read that he won the Fred Astaire Award in 2010, which is a Best Male Dancer on Broadway Award. Great. Let's talk about Cody Green. Cody Green was not in the show when I saw it, oh. and I was a bit disappointed. But the next night at the gay club, all the president's men, um, a lot of the gays from La Rev, the other show there, sure. and and Sinatra were invited, and I got to meet the guy that I love so much, Daniel. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and I was like, what did you do before this? And he'd just been sort of through Tharp, and, mm -hmm. and um, he had originated the part, and like he didn't have a bunch of shows on his resume, and he said he was in school for architecture. And I can't wow. believe it, because he was such a brilliant dancer. And I said, do you have really nice penmanship or printing? And he goes, I kind of do, but it's a little girly. It's a little swooshy. And I yeah, was like, and you're like, oh, well, you. you should see your dancing. I know. Um, and I think he has a boyfriend. And that yeah. may be why he has that hyphenated name. I don't know. But if you get a chance to see them perform, they're spectacular. So that was Saturday night. And then we... Um, didn't stay out late. We uh, got up the next day. And then I wanted to see Old Town, the Fremont Street experience. Okay. Have you been? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I kind of did. But we went during the day. Yeah. So the lights it's weren't right. on and all that stuff. And I was going to maybe zip line because you can zip sure, line sure. through it. But it, it was not up and running when we were there. But we did have breakfast at Dupar's. Okay. And then I think the coolest thing we did, we went to this place called the Pinball Museum. Yes. And I read about it in the New York Times. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Now, when I was growing up, I loved pinball more than video games. Mm -hmm. Like, it was my favorite. And then I remember Space Invaders came on and Pac-Man, and you kind of got into those. Excuse me. But I was really all about the pinball. 
So this place is on Tropicana Avenue, and it used to be somewhere else. So this is a new place. It's just a big, like, office build like a, like a, in an office park like a big building yeah. there's a temporary sign that says pinball museum Love couldn't it. be more yeah, yeah. subtle couldn't be more you know and then you look at the door and it says the hours it's really <laughs> low key in terms of yeah. its presentation and maybe that's because it's new so you walk in there and there's just like hundreds of pinball machines and um and it's not like a tour, a guide where you go around and learn about them. You just well, is play. It, is it a museum or is it a storage facility, Dennis? It's a storage facility okay. where you play. <laughs> so you just play. So you just get quarters and you play pinball. And they also have like vintage video games, like an old centipede. And a, there was a Tron. There was a yeah. fucking Tron. And snacks. Snacks, yes. Snack bar? Well, I, they were more like uh, vending snacks. Mm, all right. There was I couldn't tell you the whole time I was there, and we were there for like two and a half hours. I couldn't point to some one person that worked there. It was kind of like get your quarters and go do your thing. That's hilarious. And on each pinball machine, there was a little index card that said this was you know originated in 1970. Oh, that's and the, the art part. Yeah. Okay. And the art was designed by whatever. And this was the first machine to employ Gottlieb's trademark drop targets. I played the machine with the first fucking drop targets, mm -hmm. and it was like 1970. It was some retro 60s one. <laughs> And then I found the you know what you what you're looking for are the the ones you used to play when you were a kid and there was one called Flying Carpet, and it was very old school. It was like 70s, mm -hmm. and you were trying to spell out Flying Carpet, and you know I loved it because it was like taking a step back in time. And I also love the pinball machines where you know what you need to do. It's not like there's five thousand fucking variations on if right. you get this and that and if you light the bonus. And I also don't like on pinball machines where the coolest stuff it does never happens to you or anyone you know. Yeah. You know, it's like so pie in the sky. But um, then there was one pinball machine that we played that was called Circus, and it was – there's only two in the world. And it was created around the time that video games were coming out and taking over everything, and it was shaped like a video game, so it was more of a console than a table, and um, – it had all these levels to it and all that stuff, but it really didn't take off. And the design wasn't the problem, but they realized that it costs all this money to produce and right. it doesn't bring any more money than a regular, regular pinball machine. Yeah. In other words, it didn't, it wasn't working at what it was supposed to do, but it was kind of like, there are two of these that exist and I'm playing one of them. And, and the other one is at Neverland Ranch. At the other one is at Neverland Ranch. And, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I did have, I think Jodie Foster would probably not like this place. No, she would not. Yeah. <laughs> well, flashbacks. Flashbacks, of course. And, so then, um, did you see another show? I did. We saw La Rev, but the pinball machine is so the museum is so cool. You should go there. Um, so we did. We saw La Rev, right. which you and I had seen yes. about five years ago. Um, it's the show that's in the round at the win. It's Dragon, right? Franco Dragon. Franco Dragon. And um, it's there's a, a big pool of water that that comes and goes and. Yeah. Uh, they're acrobats and divers, and now there's m less clownage. There's not a lot of clownage. Yeah, but more dancing. But more ballroom dancing that is sort of integrated into it. And I felt like it was relatively um, well integrated. It didn't feel like, oh, this is part of another show. Right. Or, you know, in so much as the whole thing's kind of surreal, and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. who knows what the fucking story is. It's a dream, Dennis. It's a dream, de you know. It's like this girl gets proposed to, and then she falls asleep and dreams, all this other stuff. Right. And then she says, yeah. As you do. Like you do. And we were in the VIP section, which meant chocolate-covered strawberries uh -huh. and champagne 
and also a video screen to see under the water. Yeah, and I looked at it a little bit. At a certain point, I was like, I'd rather just watch the show. And did it, you drink the champagne? I did not. Uh -huh. But uh, Danny and we we were joined by our friend Michael Call, who happened to be in Vegas that weekend. He um, produces a lot of reality shows like Real Housewives and stuff like that. Fantastic. And he's he's doing a pilot about jewelry designers in Vegas. So he joined us for the show. And oh, but before that, Michael took us out to dinner at the SW Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. oh, it's another one of those meals yeah. like we had, where the steak comes out and it's giganto. Yeah. And we had the. I still don't think I shit out all the steak that we ate when no. we were there three weeks ago. We it was so delicious, and there was like a seafood appetizer with everything in it, uh, like crab legs and all this stuff. Yeah. And then we had a view of the lake where they do the show, and he told us that all those different shows that come up, they're like. Video projections coupled with like three dimensional like puppets that come over the wall or whatever were created by, um, I think Dragon collaborated with Spielberg mm. and Steve Wynn. So the three of them came up with these All right. visual treats. And so, unbelievable dinner. Then Lareb was spectacular. It sort of takes your breath away. That's it's neat. way sexier than Ka, which we saw. Mm hmm. But Ka, that stage still yeah, kind of yeah. blows my mind a little bit. Well, the stage is the star of the show, Dennis. The stage is the star of the show. <laughs> and then we went to the club, All the President's Men. And uh, it was fun to be in that nightclub. It's really swanky and cool in there. Um, we met some of the mm -hmm. La Rev guys. There, wasn't a, there was a lot of women and straight people How there. big was the turnout it was, for this um, gay dance party? I think it was good enough to keep them going. You yeah. know, like, oh, this will build and we'll go. There turns out there was another gay club that night happening as well. That was kind of um, something that's a little more well established, oh. but I think it, I don't. I think they were pleased with it. Yeah, but it was a more of a mixed crowd. Okay, and the truth is, I didn't get flirted with, and um, so Dennis, what happens Badger, in Vegas stays in Vegas. Honey Badger, that could have stayed in Vegas. Yeah, you have to leave your face in Vegas. Yeah, but I did. We did dance, and that yeah. was fun. And. Um, the next day, we got up, and Danny's sister happened to be in town, so we met up with her and her husband mm -hmm. for breakfast at the Bellagio Buffet. And Danny's sister looks like she's maybe 40, and she's got three kids. She's a grandmother. Damn. So she's like 50, and she's really sassy and loves to do karaoke. Yeah. And she was talking about going on a cruise. And remember how we used to do the lip sync show and stuff like that and integrate the passengers? Yeah. Well, now they do shit like it's superstars, and oh, they're you know they have cruise ship idol, yes, everyone full and it's on like for productions. Like, yes, it's annoying. It's annoying. But she was talking about how she did Madonna, at, you know, and she goes, "I had issues with the wig, but they didn't make her wear it. But one queen wanted her to wear it, and she didn't want to wear it. But it's a full, yeah. I mean, we did something like that back in my day, but now it's full my tilt. mom and her husband are going on a cruise. When are they and going? Mom wanted to help have me help pick. And she kept saying, well, what would he like? What ports would he like? And I'm like, look, as long as the bar's open, he's going to be just fine. You Honey pick Badger places that where you want to go. Yes. He's going to be just fine. He's going to yeah. have a great time. And it doesn't matter where you go because he ain't going to remember it. So yeah. you just pick. You go where you want to go and get yourself a nice cabin. And as long as there's a mini bar or in this case, a maxi bar in the room, then everybody's going to have a wonderful vacation. Who's the number one drunk in that clan? Oh, I you, I couldn't even. Really? Well, is he it, drinks you the most, him? but he also, aside, and you know, I fucking, I love my stepfather. Like, I don't want it to yeah. appear that I'm trashing him. Um, he 
you know, he drinks the largest amount. Yeah. Um, but he also then he really handles it really well almost all of the time. Yeah. And this is the only time, I mean, you know, normally he like gets sleepy and goes to bed, but it's like bedtime. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he drinks during the day and then at night. And then when he drinks himself into the sleepy place, it's time to go to bed anyway. So whatever. He's never fucking missed a day of work or anything because of it. So that's like, I guess he's what you call a functional alcoholic. Um, You know, whereas other people in my family get drunk and then get. Yeah. Affected and belligerent and stuff, you know, but um, whatever. It sounds very judgmental and, you know. Because it is. Well, um, it's, you know. That's so I hosted this benefit last week. I got asked to MC this benefit for this uh, documentary movie called Bundle of Sticks, which is about the word faggot. Where does the name come from? Like well, sticks and stones? No, no, no. The old English definition of the word faggot is a bundle of sticks. Oh, I see. It's when you would take sticks and then tie a twine oh, okay. around them. That's called a faggot. And but in, I mean that's like old English, like old with an e, old yeah. English, right? Okay. And so, um, and so, and they interviewed, um, God, who did they interview? Just famous gays and like Gavin Newsom, of course, is in it because you can't do anything gay without him. And I mean, I love him, so I'm not yeah, taking he's a swing. So hot. And um, and uh, Joel Schumacher and just sort of like famous gays from all different sort of areas of the media and such as well as some kids and it's just talking about how the words bullying and all that stuff can really be more hurtful than getting beaten up and so on anyway so what they they are they've started making this movie and it's this passion project with these really nice guys and um but you know because i know one of these guys through an extended friend you know, and all you gotta do is ask me and I'll fucking do it. They said, yeah. would you host this night? And I was like, of course. Um, but I'm not the guy to help raise money for this movie about the word faggot. And they were like, so I came out and, and of course, you know, what's in a gay bar, it's at 11. And so it's like, people already don't really want to be listening and it's supposed to start at eight. And then it's like eight forty, and we're still, the tech guy isn't even like there. Because yeah. it's like whenever you're dealing with fags, it's like, and I go, you know, this is a movie about how the word faggot is so bad. And all I can think about is how mad I am at this faggot tech guy <laughs> for being 40 minutes late. And so anyway, so I get up there and I was like, look, hi, you know, whatever. I'm Tony and, you know, I work with Joan Rivers and here's some funny Joan Rivers jokes. And um, they want me to tell a funny story about the word faggot. And frankly, all my stories involving the word faggot are me calling someone a faggot and that's not appropriate for tonight <laughs> so i don't know what i'm so so i told the story of joan before we left for the holiday break um when i was saying goodbye to joan and, and i was like look you really changed my life this year and i just want you to know how grateful i am for you and joan interrupts me and goes please don't get all faggoty with me right now <laughs> and it was hilarious and i love that moment and i treasure yeah. it so that's really like my best faggoty joke and i go and just to be clear Getting called a faggot by Joan Rivers is a compliment of the highest order. Like, the only thing better to her than faggot would be Jew faggot. Yeah. That's the only thing, right, that would outrank <laughs> yeah. faggot. And then I got an email from our friend Tom, who was there that night, that said, just correct me if I'm wrong, but I did hear you say Jew faggot into a microphone tonight. Yeah. Right? And I said, yeah, that was me. I said it. And so, um, and then they had, like, this 16-year-old boy come out who was tried to kill himself last year and then he didn't and he's with Trevor Project now and they the hotline like saved his life and it's such a sad story and it's like 
I understand what you're doing. It's touching, but this is a gay bar on a Wednesday night, and people are just looking for dick, and they don't want, like, do you know what I mean? It's like these benefits, they're so well-intended, but it's, you know, you want to... You're, you want, you just, you're there with an editing pencil going, cut it, cut it, Well, short, and, and maybe this isn't the right venue yeah. for this particular, you know. And, right. But it's so, it comes from such a good place, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it's such a great project. Um, and, you know, there's a silent auction, and there was some asshole named Waldo who had gone to all the silent auction items. And on the sheet, you've been to silent auctions, there's the yeah. sheet of paper, and it said, like, Atlantis Gay Cruise. Wow. Um, value, whatever, $4,000. Minimum bid, $600. And then it would say, Waldo, $25. And then he would go to the next item, which was like the so entire he was under, yeah. collection of you know all the John Waters films. Value, $500. Minimum bid, $100. Waldo, 10 bucks. And it was like, you... I don't know who this guy is. I never met him or saw him. But seriously, Dennis, if I had fucking, if someone, if I knew who Waldo was, I would have called him out from the show and been like, by the way, Waldo, you're a faggot. Yeah. You're an asshole faggot for messing with the silent auction. So I that's, know. Where's that's a, Waldo? That's a charming story, isn't I it? I know. So anyway, but they did, they raised a lot of money. That's and, good. And the, the, little five minute segment that they showed is really interesting. And I seem to remember when they were talking about, so, that. you know, so, so good for a good thing. So now, I think you can go on Kickstarter if you want to donate to, to a bundle, bundle of sticks. Now you're doing your stand up show again with Debbie Praver, March uh, 11th and 12th. I will awesome. be opening for Deborah Praver. It's just the two of us at Casita del Campo here in Los Angeles. Uh, tickets are on brown paper tickets. I love brown it. Paper or brown bag, brown paper tickets, brown paper tickets. Um, and um, I also think there's half price tickets on Gold Star. Nice for that, so you can check that out. I love it. Waldo's gonna um, bid and then, five dollars. Yeah, he'll he be like, "I'll give you two dollars. Can I just watch the first half?" Yeah. Um, and then on uh, that, so that's Friday and Saturday, and then that Sunday, the thirteenth, I'm opening for Joan in Sacramento. That's exciting. You yes. can try your um, now. What about any update with the Phoenix? Are you gonna? Is there a show? Is Joan performing the, in Phoenix? They are trying to book Joan for March thirtieth of two thousand and twelve. Ah, and they're asking me to open, but that's a year away, that's so we'll just see. Yeah, um, I'm looking at my Vegas notes to see if I miss anything, and of course I missed a gigantic thing. Oh, boy. so when we go to Fremont Street, yes, we park in the parking structure. We're yes. about to pull out. There's a motherfucking Partridge Family bus in the parking structure. That's kind of like being stored there. Wow. And it's shorter than the real one. So it's not a real one. It's like it's a It's the retarded one. Partridge family. <laughs> it's the retarded Partridge family. It's the Partridge, it's Partridge family, family short bus. bus. Totally. Wow. And I lose my mind. I'm like, oh my God. So it's full on photo session. This is, I'm Oh, like, with you and Danny. Oh yes. I can only <laughs> we're imagine. We're out of control. Yeah. And then of course. Quick, I'm, let's go buy some bell bottoms. Yeah. And then there was a van next to it that was all hippy dippy. And oh, I shit. talked to my friend Michael who lives in Vegas and he says that they always do these parade thing once a year and there's always a theme and he thinks that was wow. left over from that. So I have pictures in front of the Parch Family bus. A, a picture, no. Many. The retarded Parch Family. The Parch Family short bus. And I do, and at one point I did a video blog of me doing the monologue from the Partridge Family song "Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted." No in idea. In front of the no idea. Well, what that some is. people know. Yeah, it's David Cassidy just talking about his needs. 
It just goes, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. And then it goes Does, off Isn't he like DUI man now? I think he's got issues. Oh, okay. But I wasn't thinking about those when I was modeling. There That's for go. goddamn sure. So that was neat. Oh, God. Celine Dion's show opens there in like two go. weeks. I'm all I'm about so Vegas excited. now. I'm all about Vegas. Yeah, good. Well, we'll and, do it. And um, when we, after the last, um, before we left town, I had lunch with Michael Powell, my friend that works uh -huh. for Cirque there. And we went to this place called El Segundo Sol, which is across from the Wynn. And the reason I wanted to go there is that I walked by um, and saw that they had cheese crisps on the menu. Wait a now, minute. cheese crisps are a Mexican thing that Wait they have in minute. Arizona, yeah. but you don't see them out here much. No. So I literally kind of coerced And my all party. it is is a flour tortilla open face on a pizza pan that you butter put in the oven it gets crispy then you put a bunch of melted shredded cheese on it put it back in the oven and the cheese melts and then you slice it with a pizza slicer and it's open-faced yeah but it's crispy and light and cheesy and that's it and yeah. it's you just can't it's get heaven. them anywhere but phoenix and oh, you get them in holbrook yeah, um, yeah. but ours, so just ours have like uh green chilies our green chili crisps are big in my town and this was not exactly what i would know right. as a cheese crisp but it was good enough and the waiter was named gustavo and he was a, adorable mm -hmm. and talked our ears off. And we exchanged emails, and now we're pals. Oh boy. But it was as though he had no other table. <laughs> and we weren't working him. He was like, right. I don't know if he's working. I don't well, know. Maybe that, he was excited for gay people to come in. I don't even think just, he was gay, oh. but I would love it if he were. But anyway, like it was almost by the end of it, I'm like, I'm going to miss you so much. I well, want you to well, suck his dick in a bathroom. Oh, well, good luck with that. Oh, and um, I have a complaint. Okay, go. I am supposed to be doing stand-up at NAU, Northern Arizona University. Flagstaff. In Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, like next weekend, March. I think it's like the 4th, Saturday night. And that the, this guy I've never met. He's a Facebook friend of mine. He's this really cute kid that I'll probably have sex with when I go there. And he was like, would you ever consider doing a benefit for this gay fraternity organization on campus? And I was like, of course. You know, if you'll just if you'll pay for the plane ticket, you know, yeah, then I would be thrilled to do a show there for you guys for free, and you can raise money, whatever, of course. So we scheduled it like six months ago. Today, I get a call from this woman at, at the campus, whatever organization, and she's like, "So we need your insurance information for you know for your show." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's, like, "I have to have a two million dollar liability policy." in order to perform on campus. And I also have to be paying workman's comp and all this shit. And I've never done stand-up on a college campus before. So apparently this is a standard thing when you play colleges. But also, when you play colleges, that's like a big check. They pay you. They pay more than like a regular comedy club. Like college gigs are sweet gigs for comics. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to. So I was like, no, I don't have that insurance. I'm doing this as a favor. This is just a benefit. Like, I'm not going to pay fucking workman's. And who would get workman's comp? Yeah. I'm the only one working and I'm not getting paid. Yeah. Like, I'm not even an employee. I, how does this? It's so annoying. So I think the deal might be off. Ugh. And it, because of this. So they're going to, I guess they're going to try to find a different venue off campus. But it's just a big pain in the ass. And it's like, you know, you try to do something nice and. You get tangled up in red tape. I know, whatever. That sucks, though. And so, it also sucks. Was the organizer shocked that this was the situation, or had he not experienced it before? I was don't he... know. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just was like, look, I need confirmation whether this is on. Because, you know, I've kept that weekend open 
Yes. The, you know, there's other stuff I could do, and so... Like I, miniature golf, which we're going to be doing soon. Perhaps. Because we saw it in the movie No Strings Attached, and we decided we're miniature golfing soon. I love miniature golf. I know, which is cool. But You're I like to just craft do it for fun. I'm not yes. into craft night. No. But miniature golf, yes. And yes Pinball yeah. Museum. Would you have been into it? Not for two and a half hours. But you like? did you like pinball? Or? Ish. I'd have lasted okay. 30 minutes, and if, All right. depending on how good the snacks were, maybe longer. Right. Plus, it's back in the day when you get five balls per play. I don't care. And there's nothing I love more than the sound of winning a free game in pinball because it's like a – Oh, by like the way, my stepfather has sign. four balls. What? Yeah, I didn't ever know that until this weekend. On Sunday, when he was temporarily sober enough to be with the family – Somebody said um, we were, they were watching America's Funniest Home Videos on Sunday night, and home obviously videos. somebody got racked. It was bean soup, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a total uh, America's bean soup. Funniest Home Videos, and <laughs> um, and so, a bean soup is when you stress the wrong word. Anyway, and I think so, we once told the origin of bean but soup. But anyways, like you know, on that show, people get hit in the balls all the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. or hit in the balls, and um, he and he was already pretty much shellacked at that point. And he goes, wow, honey, that'd be horrible if I did that because uh, I got four. And she goes, I don't think everyone needs to know that. And then we all got real, real quiet. Wow. That's the end of that story. That's next so on your- crazy. Maybe, are you Is sure he doesn't have-, have two and he's just drunk and seeing double? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, what's uh, is it? So this I ask to the medically educated: Is it possible yeah, to have four? Po- yeah, I a dated a three. I dated a guy with three, so I guess four is of yeah. course possible. Let's check it out and find out. Um, I did something harrowing in Las Vegas, which is I went shopping for jeans. Oh, is shopping Jesus. for jeans Talk as about emotional? A it's the worst. It's the worst, and I have to do it constantly because. B- uh, my lower half is constantly ebbing and flowing and changing. And jeans that I literally wore three days ago, I can't get past my knees. And then I'll put on another pair that were really, really tight. And suddenly I'm swimming. Like, I swear to God, there's like denim fairies that come in and fuck with all of my jeans. I know. I They come into my room, too, because it's like. Or it could just be that I mean. <laughs> well, no, but it's kind of like. Yeah. So sometimes I'm, if I lose a little weight, they fit, but they don't fit. It's weird. It's like, and then they always hurt your balls. And I've only got know. two. I can imagine how hard it is for my stepfather <laughs> to wear jeans with four. But so, I'm every jeans are, yeah, they're always fucking hurting my honey badger. Don't care. Honey badger don't care. So I go to Macy's. They have a big selection. I have a coupon. There's a sale on. I try on a bunch of jeans. I go to the shame place. Yeah. I can't make it work. Was and this I'm about pre to give cheese up. crisp or post? Uh, pre. Okay. And it's not even, it's just the, I have big thighs that are out of proportion with my waist. Whatever. It's always a challenge. Never, no biggie. So I'm leaving and I go to Levi's. Old school. I kick it old school. And mm-hmm. I go in there and I say, look, Chris, my thighs are big. Well, they can custom make them at Levi's. And he's like, have you ever tried the 540s? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And he's, he gave them to, and I'm wearing a pair of 540s oh, right now. And I like them. And I guarantee you, I'm going to have a little yogurt treat for dessert tonight. And they won't fit tomorrow. Well, that's for a some good weird story. reason. So, but yeah, jeans. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has jeans shopping trauma. You really have to be emotionally prepared to even go into that oh God. arena. Oh yeah. Um, the worst part is, is I need a snack. Yeah. To do it, and that's the <laughs> it's problem. Counterintuitive. Yes, but there's yeah. my life. So uh, I um I got an email last Friday, before we did the Monday taping of the Grammy special, mm-hmm. at like literally two minutes to five. From one of our executives, Jay James, from his secretary. And he's like one of our big bosses. 
Yes. Saying, uh, Jay wants to talk to you immediately after the taping on Monday. And I was like, well, in an email, you can't you can't read tone. Like no, I didn't know if it was know. just end of the day. I'm just sending you this. I remember getting one of those emails when we found out we were right. getting and little raises. And it's like Jay's wants I'd to fire fired you, and fired or and fired. Yeah. you don't know. And so all weekend I was like, oh shit. So Sunday I say to Jonah and Melissa, do you know any know anything about what this Jay James could want to talk to me about? And they're like, well, I'm sure it's nothing. You're doing a great job, and we all love you. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, people don't call meetings TV compliments. And um, so anyway, so I end up going, and the gist of it is. They had heard about this Bravo show, mm-hmm. and they wanted to know what the deal was. And so I kind of caught him up to speed. And then he goes, well, why are you auditioning for shows at Bravo? And I go, because I can't get on the air on this network that I've worked at for three years, being funny. Yeah. And he goes, well, I had no idea you wanted to be on camera. I didn't know you were a performer. And I go, really? Because you apologized to me in December that you couldn't make it to my stand-up. Snap. Yeah. I just was like, you know, honey if you're going to. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit, Dennis. <laughs> and Honey Badger wants to be on TV. And so I li- I just gave it right back to him. And he goes, well, I guess you're right. I guess I owe you an apology. Rock on. And they were like, he was like, I just didn't connect. You know, we have a lot yes. of shows and a lot of things going on. And I wasn't kind of paying attention. But you're right. I did guess I knew that you and I should be putting you on. And he's like, so you're on. You're on our clip shows from now on, and we'll have to try to get you on camera more. So I don't think it's going to happen, but it was a good meeting, and it was one of those times where I wasn't rude, but I was firm, yeah. and I'm pleased. You stood about up for that. yourself, so, yeah. and you also called him a little bit on his bullshit, which and- you know. And I really like him; he's been great yeah. to me. And and then we talked about how just great the staff at the dish or at the um, fashion police is, and how much I love everybody and. The Grammy you know, show was the funniest show ever. It's so I funny. I held my ass up watching it. Yeah. I there's a lot of really so good stuff. The last... I loved all four of them had interesting yeah. things to say, all four of the hosts. I loved it. So that's so that's really good. Now, it's, what it's is there an update festival. on the Bravo? Just that um, I'm going to book P-Town from July like 1st to the 17th. Rock on. Because we have that hiatus. Yes. And I was going to go to Thailand because I really want to go to Thailand. Yes. But I was like, you know what? I should go back to P-Town. and Plus that two-week window is kind of perfect. Work and make the money. And yeah, I need to be, you know, promoting and working. And um, and so I called the Reveille producers and said, look, I'm about to book myself out for July 1st or the 17th. Is that a potential conflict? I just want to check it. And she was like, what is it? It's not TV, is it? Cause that's a problem. And I yeah. said, no, it's live standup. And she said, okay, if it's live standup, then that's okay. So that means they're still, they're still, I'm still in the running good. and good. you know, but I also love that E was on their radar. Cause don't you feel like you could go, I yeah. feel like I could move around and do my stuff and nobody fucking knows what I'm exactly trying to make happen. So I don't know who I they heard it never. from. It's exciting that like, but I like that buzz. it was urgent to them and they needed yeah. to get to the bottom of it. And they were like, so are you, looking to leave or are you you know i mean they were very concerned and it was a good it was a good meeting um i'm one last vegas question story that's cute i think we're driving back Mm -hmm. and um first of all on on the way out of vegas there's all that traffic because it yeah yeah so i remember going into a bathroom and going going you know stopping in the traffic and there was lines outside the bathroom and i had to use the restroom and then the toilet sort of plugged but i didn't do that much and then i had to and i was holding toilet like it felt like an apocalyptic movie and there were just people in line waiting and everyone was and then once we got back on the freeway 
calm down. But for a second there, I just felt like it was Mad Max Thunderdome. The whole point of that story is you rubbing it in my face that you get to have bowel movements and I don't. That's <laughs> in, all in, in you wanted Chevron to do. Chevron restrooms <sighs> that are very overcrowded. And then we stopped at um, the McDonald's on Barstow, Danny and I. And it's built like a train station. It's really – I couldn't make head or tail of it, but it's kitschy and fun. And, of course, we took photos. So uh, Danny's waiting for our coffees because I'm all about the McCafe. And I'm like, Danny, you're going to love the cup. Tony loves the cup, too. We're I obsessed do, with the I cups. love the cup. You just want to hold that. the cups at McCafe. It's McCafe. a good, sturdy, and I hate yes. styrofoam, but it's got a paper coating. I don't so know you what's don't going on, this. but it's yeah. a very it's substantial. fantastic cup. So – uh, he's waiting for the cups. He's not even waiting for the coffee, really. So I go around the little corner, and there's a bench with Ronald McDonald sitting with his arm up, and I'm like, photo op heaven, So you right? put your dick in his hand? Put my dick in his hand and took the pictures. So Danny um, finishes, and I'm like, Danny, you got to come here. This is a photo op uh, moment. So we go out there, and there's a fucking girl sitting there next to Ronald McDonald with, a, you know, just sitting just there. Just not paying attention to Ronald? No, she's just there. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't care. And so we can't really go, can you move? We want to take Yes, a you can. Well, this we is a photo just... spot, bitch. <laughs> so, but we didn't really want to chase her away. So I just kind of looked at her and I go, you know, he's going to break your heart. Oh, sure. He's a lot of fun at the beginning. Oh, Dennis. And then Danny goes, <laughs> but he's going to burn your ass. She's not in the mood for irony. <laughs> but she got it. No, she, she didn't. Kinda looked at, she looked at it and said, <laughs> And then she said, I really love these sitting. McCafe cups. This but, story's a lie. Because she was sitting right there with yeah. him. Like, it's you couldn't pretend Did to, like. Did she think it was Carrot Top? <laughs> she might have thought it was Carrot Top. Because it's Vegas. Top. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. But I do love that moment where it's Because like, that would explain not wanting to take a picture. <laughs> If, it, if I was on a bench with yeah. Carrot Top, I would be pretending it. I was somewhere else. Yeah. That's so. not a moment you want to save for posterity. No. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. You know he's going to break your heart. Gonna, and she kind of looked at me like, who are you talking about? And then she realized, oh, she was being spooned by Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Shatter your heart um, in bits and then deep fry him and sell him as McNuggets. Uh, two last thoughts. Tony, do you remember Louis Stanley? Uh, long guy. You met him. We met him in Vegas. And then I ended up hanging out with him, and then he moved away, and then he moved back. Well, now he works in the building where the dish is. And yes, I know And we had mean. lunch today, and it was great to catch up with him. And um, it was so interesting because he works at Child Protective Services. Yes. And if somebody calls Child Protective Services, he's the guy that shows up at the house. And he wow. says it's very intense. And, of course it is. Uh, he went back to school to, to get into this field, and he wants to move on in different areas of it. But, like— I was sitting there having lunch with him, and I was like, and he was telling me about what, you know, somebody's been sexually abused mm -hmm. or whatever, and I'm thinking, wow. And I have to go write Vanessa you know, Hudgens But jokes. I have to make fun of uh, <laughs> I, I would love to stay here and chat Helena all day. Helena Bonham Carter is wearing. <laughs> I was really... And that really upsets me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I take it home with me. It was really like, wow. And he was talking about how intense it was, and, you know, and it's draining and hard and, you know, mm -hmm. fulfilling. But I was thinking, you know... I'm trying to crack a Miley joke, and I can't. Come, I kind of know the punchline. I've been yelled at by Melissa Rivers. So, <laughs> and uh, the last thing I'm going to leave you with, and I can't even believe I, I signed up for an online dating site. That's great. Which one? I, know. Um, I feel weird saying because if I people read my stuff, and I I filled it out last night when it's kind of late and tired, and I might have been honest. Well, you. Okay, well, here's Cupid. the thing. It's called OK Cupid. Yeah, have you heard I've of never it? Never heard of it. Um, people have been you have okay. to have someone else 
go over everything your shit, with you. Your profile. Because the thing about online dating is the stuff that we maybe put up front in the window yeah. isn't necessarily the way the world experiences us. That and oftentimes the things that we think are the most obvious things about us are actually not. Interesting. And I'm not saying we make ourselves seem better. I think a lot of times we undersell ourselves yeah. by playing up this. And it's like, yeah, but you're bearing the lead. This really good thing is. Yeah. So I really feel like dating websites, you should, there should be the page that you so wrote. You should have a proofreader. And then an there should be a second page that you can click on yeah. that your best friend and your mom right. wrote. All right, cool. And it's like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll say he's a good person, he's super reliable, he's da da da, like shit that you might not think to say about yourself. Well, I'm to that's dipping the my toe in. That should be and dipping my toe in. Mom, there should be a website yeah. where your mom has to write your page for you. Um, I have to pee so bad, I will pee on the next six year old I see. Wow. So, well, then I guess um, that means we're gonna wrap it can up. Can we? Do you have anything else on your? Just that I want everyone to go to vanitymark.com. Right on. Because the new Doctor Kiss are in. And they're fabulous. All right. And they're you know what? Fabulous. Honey Bear cares. <laughs> he fucking gives a shit about the Doctor yes. Kiss. Because it's good. It's back to the original formula. Thank God. It is good stuff. I gave it to, I had a date with the uh, Latino fire, or fireman, the Latino flight attendant yes. last night. And I gave him a Dr. Kiss and he goes, would it be okay if I don't give this back? He, after one try, he was like, I'm hooked. Can I have this? And I was wow. like, you know what? Yes, you may. You That's may have hot. it. So it's um, a gift that keeps on giving. People love it. If you go to my Facebook page, there's all these people that are like, I'm obsessed with Dr. Kiss now. Like, I don't need to know that shit. Okay. Um, so anyway, so go to vanitymark.com and get some Dr. Kiss. This has been the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. We love you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.